And we are back. Happy New Year. Happy, happy healthy times. Happy handsome times. Happy pretty times. We're all the happiest, healthiest, handsomest, prettiest people in the whole world on this podcast right now. Kelki, yep. <laughs> looking at you. Yep. Hey, 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 dude, what's up? So good. Just, you know, it's a new year and I'm still sleepy. So, <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? And uh, There are worse things you could be. That's true. Addicted to be dopey, happy. You'd be dead. Mm. Um, yeah, just, you know, hanging out, chilling. I really don't, I don't even know that I've really left the house that much in the past couple days, so I, I don't that. really have anything interesting to say. Other than the rager you went to, to on New Year's Eve? The rager, I was asleep by 10.30. <laughs> it was delightful. I did not care for the people shooting off fireworks who woke me up. But my thing is, here's my belief system. on I don't really get annoyed on July 4th. But New Year's, it's annoying because it's midnight. So <laughs> if you feel yeah. that you have to shoot off fireworks on New Year's Eve, first of all, you don't. Second of all, especially in Orlando, where there's like 7,000 professional fireworks displays like all over that you can go to that are way better than your stupid driveway one. If you're going to shoot them off, you can shoot them off between 11.59 and 12.02. That is the window that I am allowing people. <laughs> if you're doing it anytime before that or after, I'm mad. And can there are people give, still doing them yesterday. I was like, is this a fucking joke? Can we give an, an additional minute on the front end? Because you're giving two minutes on the back end. Can we do 11.58 to 12.02? It's a, even four, four minutes. I just feel like you want to do 59 because you want to do midnight. And then you just have a lot. So then you're just shooting them all off. So if I was yeah. going to extend it, I would extend it to twelve oh three. That's fair. I, look, we 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 have the entire world in our in the palm of our hands. So you heard it here first. Next year, eleven fifty nine p.m. to twelve oh three a.m. That's your window, at least in the Claremont, Florida area. I feel like the, or not Claremont. I feel uh, like you'll still get angry. It. I will. So I feel like even if you follow <laughs> those rules. She will still not be just happy about don't, it. Don't just go watch fireworks. Don't buy your stupid gas station fireworks and shoot them off <laughs> to wake me and my child go, up. Go don't go to your local Home Depot and buy fire fireworks out of the parking lot. Just Truly. go somewhere else. Or buy like just sparklers or those little parachute guys. Like there's so many that don't make noise. Back it up, Terry. Well, but <laughs> back it up, Terry. You just gotta back it. I saw that for the that first was, time that last guy's year. From Chattanooga. What? Terry? Well, I'm a pretty positive that the they're in the Chattanooga the area. Truly. Anyways, hey Gabe, what's up with you? Uh, you know, um, let's see. I watched some TV. I finally watched The Suicide <laughs> Squad today, so that was delightful. Oh my gosh, isn't it so better than the first one? It is immensely better. It's a good movie. So it's yeah, cr- it's I better. know. <laughs> so yes, it's better. And that's high praise coming from Gabe. Yeah. <laughs> I can admit when something's a good movie. I can just also say when something's a this bad a- movie. Yeah. Most movies are bad. There's a lot of those. <laughs> um, I'm just blank. I had so much I did this week, but now I'm just blanking. Um, let's see. You worked. I did work. Um, what else did I do? I ate. So I went to uh, a friend's house, someone from the gym, who is, they're like families from Mexico. And they, sorry. Also, fun fact, I just found my sunglasses. I've been looking for my sunglasses <laughs> for... Thank God. Okay. Sorry. Uh, it's the magical Harry Potter closet. Yeah. And so I went to their house for New Year's. Didn't make it. Felt, went to bed at like 10. Um, but they made like real tacos. Like 
like real fucking tacos. And let me tell you, I asked her multiple times, like to cater all of my life events for the rest of my life. <laughs> like no matter what happens, I want her catering my my life. So and then she told me that she has a meal prep service. So I was like, bet I will oh, be. I just I just want tacos <laughs> forever. So that was delightful. Other than that, what kind of tacos was it? Were uh, they? What, the kind of, kind, what kind of tacos were they? The, there's like a kind of taco. It's like a hard. It's not like it's not a soft shell, but it's not a hard shell. It's like a soft hard shell, and you're <laughs> supposed to dip them in like I forgot the name for it, but you dip them in this sauce. Um, and so basically, she puts her tortilla on this like flat, um, not a flat iron. Is it a flat iron? What is it called? It's like it's not a grill. Flat, flat top grill. Yes, cast iron. Mm-hmm. Um. No, Carmen was right. It's a flat top grill. Flat, it's a flat top grill. And Ca- so, cast iron's what you you put in the oven. Yeah. And so no. She, no, a cast iron can be a. Skillet. I mean, you can, but it's yeah. Um, but no, it's like a flat top, and it was just like its own, its own. Atta- it was its own. Like a skillet. Thing. Yeah. No, 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 not even a skill. It's like a George Foreman. Okay. Um. Anyways, not important. And it wasn't even like a George Foreman. It was just an open <laughs> flame. <laughs> 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 anyways, so she would like put the tortillas on there. And then on the other side of the flat, she'd put cheese and let the cheese like sizzle and then put the tortilla on the cheese and they would like blend together to make this wonderful tortilla of cheese. And then she'd put the meat on and then she would like close them and then they would like fry on both sides and like cook on both is sides. This, is this like a tostada? It sounds like a tostada. They, listen, she's she, the professional. <laughs> she said they were tacos. Just, I'll look it up and I'll find out and I'll text you what it was. I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> um, what kind of tacos they were. There's also a place that I had them in Tampa and they are really good. But like the thing, they just are made to be dipped. And they're really good. If somebody knows, just, just message me. I would have figured it out by now, but just message me <laughs> if you know. Um, so yeah. are they uh, Berea tacos? No, they start with a C, I'm pretty sure. Like like this, where you have to, you have to dunk them? Um... <clears throat> Similar to that, yeah. What are they called? Uh, like a, it's called a burria queso queso taco. No, it's not t- a, and you like dip it. I'll fig- we spent too much time on this already. Uh, <laughs> I will figure it out. There's never an amount of time that's too much time to spend on tacos. And if there's a demand for it, I'll put it in the story. Um, how's that? But yeah, other than that, I ate a Love lot of it. good food this week. So good food, good times. Carmen, hey dude, what's up? So we got our first snow. In Illinois Snow and White. Snow Way, uh, Snow White. Uh, Boo. Speaking of sleepy, um, so there are two types of neighbors in the world, right? One that will snow blow the sidewalk <laughs> all the way up until their property line, and one that will come all the way up to your driveway. And I'm sandwiched in between one of each of them. <laughs> and uh, t- the neighbor, the neighbor to my uh to my my left stage left uh who actually they brought us like a uh, a chocolate nut filled bark when we first moved in which i was tempted to find fault in because they should really have asked if we have allergies before just handing off a box of nuts but that's okay neither here nor there but they snowblowed all the way up on the sidewalk to where our property line is the neighbor uh to stage right Snowblowed all the way up to where my driveway is and went uh, above and beyond. And that person has never once spoken to Jessica or I. And uh, already they're my favorite neighbor. But I don't know. It's just there's it's I think it's a good metaphor for the world and humanity. 
uh, and selfishness and uh, and um, giving the giving attitude and the giving spirit of the holidays. It really is just art. Yeah, and then other than that, I just always forget how big. When you say you want the giant Jimmy John sandwiches, how big it is? It's a, what a sixteen foot freaking bun, uh, a sixteen what? inch, not sixteen foot, sixteen <laughs> inch. Like I'm <laughs> not hundred percent sure that's correct. You know, for eleven ninety nine at Jimmy John's, <laughs> we get a sixteen foot sub sandwich. You get a real life um, submarine filled with sandwiches. <laughs> yes, made of sandwiches. <laughs> uh, a anyways, that's. Submarine. Uh, can you imagine all of those electronics would go bad so quickly? Uh, and also, uh, just who funded this, <laughs> uh, Sir Jimmy John, uh, <laughs> from all of his hunting ex- escapades in the uh, in the African Serengeti. Yeah, he's not uh, the best. No, no, he's not a good guy. But his sandwiches are freaky fast. Uh, I'm just to start so, doing this thing when I find a new like a film. And it's an actor I've never heard of. I'm like, okay, am I allowed to like this person? <laughs> Just to call. be safe. I am very up on the, I was watching on che- the cancel situation. So, to, to that point, I was watching Cheer. Have you seen that show? Cheers? Yes. Cheer. But the, no. Did the new one come out? No. no. Oh, the That's Cheer TV okay. show. I started okay, watching okay, it yeah. when I lived with Carmen and Jessica. And Jessica was yes. a big fan. And mm-hmm. there's a person on there who is now problematic. And very. I didn't know that, and I watched it, and I was like, "Oh, I like this." It's person. very sad because it's like the one of the most likable people on the show. Yeah, and so I was like, "Oh, I like this person," and then they were like, "Um, you shouldn't." <laughs> yeah. So I was they're like, gonna oh. address it in the new um, oh, I can't season, wait. which is dropping soon. Um, it was. I mean, I think obviously we'll probably talk about it when it comes out, but um, I think everyone on the show was caught off just as off guard as everyone who watched the show. Yeah. So. So before we jump into the actual issue, because I have no idea who you're talking about, I feel the same exact way with Tom Cruise right now, because we're watching that Scientology TV show. You're the only yeah. one out of the three of us who likes him. When I have no, constantly no, 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 told no, 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 you no. that he's not good. Hold on, hold that on, That is hold what I'm on. referring to. Hold on. We can save it for hold the Tom on. Cruise episode. <laughs> we'll save it for the Tom Cruise episode. No, it's, it's not that I like Tom Cruise. It's that I like Tom Cruise movies. And Here's if anyone's... Thing. Go ahead, go ahead. You can I was going to say, if anyone's ever told me that that's actually what it is, and I'm just now realizing that, which I think Kelki has multiple times, <laughs> I'm not saying you were right then, but I'm saying you are right now. Um, I think um, I it's hard to like put this in the right wording, I think, but like when someone, an artist or creator or actor or whatever have you, does anything that is problematic, I personally don't think it retroactively goes back and makes their body of work bad. If that makes sense. I think you can look at something they've done and be like, oh, this song is great. This album is great. This film is great. Whatever. But I don't want to support this person. It's it's like hard to draw the line because you don't want to like, you know, support them or whatever. But it's like the whole uh, Kevin Spacey thing. Yeah. I mean, there's so many at this point now, honestly. It's just like an endless list. But like, I think, you know, you could say the same thing for a lot of. Like musical artists, you know, there are certain people like, okay, Eminem is arguably one of the best rappers, but as a person, not so swell. <laughs> so it doesn't mean that his music, it's not my taste, but it doesn't mean that like it's bad. It just means I don't particularly yeah. want to support him as a person. I'm okay. So. so I don't think we as a people should ever be like this person, like to, to touch on kinds of culture before we remind people to like and subscribe. um i don't think it should ever get to a point where an angry mob says this person shouldn't work right but i'm okay with people saying like oh i don't like this person i'm not gonna see that thing 
Right, yeah, like yeah. That, Which is I what I do. Like, completely different things. If you as a person want to boycott someone or something, that's perfectly fine. I'm not going to judge you. I do that with certain things. Um, and so, like, it is what it is. I, like, I kind of get annoyed when people talk about cancel culture because I personally think cancel culture is blown up into something that doesn't really exist. Because, like, if I as a person just decide, oh, I don't want to, like, go to Chick-fil-A because their chicken is homophobic, then, like, I'm not going to do that. And that's fine. <laughs> I'm, like, when people say cancel culture, I'm, like, give me one example where cancel culture, where someone has actually successfully been canceled and they don't still get work. There's not one. Like, there's just not. There's a few people. I don't know. I don't me. think. There's a few people. I don't think Kevin Spacey. Working. Yeah. Ke- Wait, uh, the... Go ahead. You say I was going to say, Kevin, I say? don't think Kevin Spacey is still working at all. And also, what about the girl from, uh, and I'm sure she'll find work somewhere, but the girl from Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. She is, she has already gotten signed multiple places. Like, yeah. within the month of her getting kicked off Mandalorian, she had already been signed onto several new things. Um, Kevin Spacey, I feel similarly um, with Johnny Depp, where they kind of didn't, I don't think they were in a place where they, like, and this is truly just me speculating from what like i've read and been presented via like tabloids on the internet so it's just me i don't necessarily think they were like super loving being famous like i think they enjoyed what they were doing but when they were kind of presented the opportunity to not necessarily like be super in the eye anymore they were like i'll just take this opportunity to bow out but like even johnny depp like we just saw him in a commercial for something this week so like i know he can get work if he wants it and i would love him to because I think that situation was really messed up. And I... Talking the uh, Amber Heard situation? Yes, she's... Ugh. I Amber Which, heard about that one. By the way, I recently <laughs> learned that she and Elon Musk had an affair. So that's a fun thing. Um, but yeah, I just think that like sometimes there are people who get caught up in cancel culture and they're like, I'm just going to use this to as an excuse to just go a different way in my life. Yeah. But like if you because you look at like people like the fact that Woody Allen still gets to make movies like blows my mind because that man is like a psychopath. It's so weird. He like married his wife's adopted daughter. It's very creepy. I hate it so much. Like it's just fine. Everyone just lets him like continue to make movies and work for him. Well, speaking of cancel culture at the 14 minute and 30 second mark, you shouldn't (laughs) cancel this podcast. What should you do, Carmen? You should do the opposite of cancel. You should tell all your friends the good things that the Dude Thoughts podcast does, which includes talking about sweet, sweet Daniel Radcliffe and yeah. Daniel Radcliffe's sweet, sweet asshole. And also all of the <laughs> things that, that go. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I was just talking about Cards Against you Humanity. Maybe that's, that's the only sweet. thing. Um, and also <clears throat> make sure to like, subscribe, share this to five people. And uh, if you listen to anything Harry Potter related or like Harry Potter, this definitely is for you and every single person that you know who likes Harry Potter should listen to this podcast. Or so share it to them. Because he has done other things, as we yeah. will discuss Most shortly. notably, uh, his his claim to fame in uh, uh, Now You See Me too. <laughs> that was so funny. When that was in the trailer, it, was, it got a lot of attention. We'll get to it. <laughs> okay, so before we get into this, we're going to talk a little bit about the reunion, Kelki. Oh my god, it was so good. Hold on, I think I have to burp. Yeah, I just burped too. Oh my god, twins. <laughs> um, Hashtag podcast burp Carmen, 2021. You didn't, you didn't watch it 2022. That's right. It's 2022 <laughs> now. Oops. Carmen, um, no, I didn't. Watch this. Okay. No, I didn't I watch the review. So, there it is. Um, okay. so I, Gabe funny, and I both watched it yesterday. Yeah, I texted Kelky <laughs> and I was like, did you watch this yet? And she was like, about to right now. And I was like, oh, great. Me too. <laughs> um, It was very, very I have found recently that 
in the midst of all the revivals and rebooting of shows, I personally connect and resonate way more with the reunions. That's what I want. Um, as someone who did a lot of like theater and acting in previous times of my life, um, I think that's so cool to like get those people back together and just have them revisit the experience. I think we as a fan base and an audience get to learn so much more that you don't really get to learn if you're just watching the show. I just think it's so cool when people get together and have these really, it's cool to like watch people go through like their memories and they, like witness nostalgia and the connection that, that like we have connections to these people who have been in these films and like obviously they don't like they know the, the their fans exist but they don't know we as individuals exist but like there's they've been so impactful to our lives it's really cool to watch them talk about the impact that that, that experience had on their lives if that makes sense and so I personally connect a lot more to the reunions and it's like you can't mess that up. You can't mess up a reunion. Like you can mess up these revivals and reboots. They're not good. A lot of them are just trying to recapture something that you can't, you can't, it's just not, it's never going to be the same. So I love the reunion specials that are happening. That's I'm, I just find them like so moving and I just, they make me happy. I want to take a quick second. Can I just interject real quick? So I'm not going to have much to add to this actual particular conversation, but I want to shout out uh, the friends uh, reunion, which was great. Exactly. And also, speaking of Kelky's point where uh, a reboot was actually better than the original, Gilmore Girls. Carmen, you're so wrong. I could murder you. You're so wrong. Like, it's just... The Star Wars prequels. (laughs) Shall we continue? Everything he says is wrong, guys. Um, But yeah, my biggest... (laughs) My first note here from watching the thing was, uh, who the fuck's Dan? Stop calling him Dan. His name is Daniel Radcliffe. And it's you so, have to say his full name. It's so interesting. Like, he has, like, a full beard. And he just looks like such a grown-up. And they also called um, Rupert Grint Roops. And I was yeah. like, that is the cutest nickname <laughs> I've ever heard in my entire life. I loved it so much. I just Can I be called Roops from now on? <laughs> Roops. Roops <laughs> Rodriguez. Rupert-Rupert-Rupert-Rupert. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I was like, but, they kept calling him Dan. Every time I did, I went nope don't like that yeah i got um i didn't full-on sob but i don't normally so like it's just because i don't have a soul but i did get emotional at the very beginning and the very end so like when daniel radcliffe's first comes on and the narrator like reads um an excerpt from the very first chapter of the first harry potter book i did get very emotional and i was like oh gosh what's happening um I loved it. I thought it was so well done. They just like had very candid conversations between the actors and the directors and the producers. And um, they spoke, you know, there's been several actors um, who were part of that series who have passed away since, since it ended. Um, And so they spoke a lot about those people and just the experience. And it was just, just perfect. I just loved it so much. Who hosted this? Was it James Corden again? Um, There was no host. There was not a host. It was just, they just got a lot a lot of them in different rooms together, some all at once, some in different, obviously, like, with everything going on and scheduling and stuff. I'm sure it's not super easy, but, like, they had Emma Watson and Rupert Grint. They had Emma Watson, Rupert Grint, and Daniel Radcliffe. They had Daniel Radcliffe and Gary Oldman. the directors, Daniel Radcliffe, Gary Oldman, um, Hermione, Emma Watson, and Robbie Coltrane, who's the guy who plays Hagrid. There was a little, like, uh, we've never fucked, but we love each other moment between emma and tom tom yeah i was like oh, okay, i'll appreciate this they've been very 
the um, Malfoy. Malfoy. They've oh. been very like they have both said many times in many interviews that they had huge crushes on each other. And I'm like, if you don't get married right now, I will riot. <laughs> like they're not both of them are single as far as I'm aware, which might not be correct, but I'm like obsessed with them and I want them to be together. <laughs> and um yeah, it's just especially that specific scenario where you have so many young kids like growing up doing that, it's crazy to think about and one of the biggest, I think, bombs that were was dropped in it is that apparently after the fourth movie, Emma Watson was like, I don't know if I want to continue to do this. Yeah. Well, they all... Which was crazy. I think they all... Um, I I got to a part of that in the, the Wikipedia research. Um, yeah. All three of them, like, didn't have contracts after the, the fourth one. Yeah. And, but she would the and, longest hold out. Yeah, she was just, like, very debating on, like, do I want to do this anymore? Do I want to try and have a normal life? Like, what is this going to do for the rest of my life? And obviously she ended up doing it. But I think it's definitely, like, crazy to think about growing up in that situation. It's just very different than most teenagers. You're you're talking about Tom Felton? Yes. Mm. So he it doesn't look like he's done much, like, nothing big <clears throat> since... Well, he uh, tries to have sex with people's girlfriends at conventions he does that as he should i mean yeah i mean he's he's not like an unattractive guy but i'm i'm nervous that uh he could he's he's teetering the line of uh aaron carter and uh having a a, a future like that but there's aaron a carter picture of him touring you know that right no no but like look at him now look at him how he looked then and how he looks now i literally just was looking at him last night and he looks fine no no isn't he the one who did uh, Candy? I want candy. Yes, and he's still yeah. touring. Yeah, but he looks like a, a butthole. No, he just looks like <laughs> he's not twelve anymore. Just like you. Mm. I look. I've I, I've grown like fine wine. Yeah, My but looks you don't have, look. Have that's grown. what you mean. You don't look like you're twelve anymore. <laughs> this picture of Tom Felton in a vest looks pretty good. He's not ugly. He's not Emma Watson. I mean, handsome, hope none though. of them are. She, her, and Neville had the. The best glow-ups. Yeah. I thought he it was also stole someone's girlfriend. So. At Universal Studios. Yep. I actually think she may have been married. Oh, Aaron Carter but looks I don't, weird. But I don't know if that's true. That is that is a, that is hearsay. That is just me thinking. I don't know if it's true. I enjoyed um, Daniel Radcliffe's autograph to Helena Bonham Carter. Yes. That was delightful. He wrote her a little love note. He was like, I wish I had born to, been born 10 years earlier. <laughs> He was basically like, I want to be with you, but I am a wee child. She looks very different than what I was anticipating. She is exactly who I think she would be. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, Yeah, that makes she sense. She was, okay, you have to think, like, she was, I don't think they were ever married, but she was with Tim Burton for a very long time. So that's, like, for sure going to be a weird person. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that was an odd relationship. There was another part also, where. Also, if you look at, like, her body of work, I'm like, yeah, you're probably. A little bit Court. odd. I mean, she's so talented. Like, she's so good, but... There was a point where Hagrid was in full makeup. I don't remember the actor's name, but you probably do. Uh, Robbie Coltrane. Robbie Coltrane, yes. He was in full makeup, but didn't do his Hagrid voice. He did his regular voice, and I was like, this is unsettling. <laughs> I don't like this one bit. Yeah, it was funny. I loved it. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, it was good. Definitely recommend it. I got HBO Max just to watch it, and then I also enjoyed The Suicide Squad. So, yes. maybe I'll finally finish... Uh, Game of Thrones also. Yeah, so my TikTok handle makes sense. 
also all of you know um sex in the city's on there too so i know that's right up on your right up there on your watch list i would watch sex in the city i've I've heard good things about it i know somebody died on a peloton spoiler oh yeah that's the reboot (laughs) oh which is better than the original well it's true can confirm (laughs) so far not so much in my opinion all right let's do let's talk about daniel radcliffe while we're here while i have your attention okay full name daniel jacob radcliffe in case you're wondering that's his middle name dan jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. <laughs> His name is my name, too. <laughs> um, he was born in 1989 on July 23rd, which makes him a Leo, I believe. Yeah, it is. Kokio, any Leo things we should know? Uh, yeah, we like attention. Oh, are, aren't, oh yeah, you're, are you a Leo? Yep. What? Oh, because that's July into August. Okay. I'm on the same page. So you're the same yep. person, pretty much? Yeah. yeah Burn in full in London. He still goes back and forth. He is a short king. At five foot five, mm-hmm. his mother is Jewish, which makes him Jewish by association. I think in their culture, that if your mother's Typically, Jewish, yeah, in no Judaism, matter what, you're you Jewish. Default to the mother, yeah. Um, but he has since he identifies as Jewish, but also atheist, so it's a little confusing. <laughs> um, Kelky, this is the one is for you. His personality is ENFP. Extrovert. If you know what that means. Mm. I know it's extrovert. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't need to look this up. Kelky knows all about this. Hold on, I do have. I also don't know if it's true because this website that I got that from was not extroverted, true. intuitive, feeling, and prospecting, prospecting I honestly personality think, traits. I saved mine, and it might be the yeah, same. Yeah, I saved mine too. Somewhere. Exact. Actually, I'm curious to know because I feel like that's the same one as mine. Where did I save this? It was a while ago. No, I am, yeah, I'm ENFP-T, whatever that means. I am ESFJ. I am the exact same thing as Daniel Radcliffe. So, also, Daniel, what did you think about the reunion? Daniel, did you enjoy being on the reunion? I really did, and you know what? My net worth is $110 million, which, is my <laughs> next, <laughs> which was my next point. Um, yeah, we're pretty much the same height. Like, Maybe I am the Daniel Radcliffe. I should act nude. You're just not a Leo. But you're so close other than that. <laughs> you are a Gemini, so maybe Daniel Radcliffe could be your split personality. Oh, my alter ego. Yes. <laughs> All right. Before we get into his movies, do you have a favorite movie of theirs? And a lot of this is probably going to be Harry Potter, but like which I guess that can lead into which Daniel Radcliffe specific, not your favorite Harry Potter movie, what's your favorite Daniel Radcliffe performance in a Harry Potter movie if it's a Harry Potter movie, which I'm assuming it is. Um. Yeah, I like both of the the last movies a lot because i think it gave all of the the main three um like an opportunity to do some like really heavy stuff that they hadn't really gotten to do before yeah and i just think they're all really talented so i i really like the the performances in the final films regardless of the flaws i find in the films themselves (laughs) yeah so you like him being able to kind of yeah, they all, it was a very different movie the last two. Yeah, the last... I mean, really at, like, four, it starts getting so dark, but... My boy! Um, <laughs> I just hate... Like, Michael always does that, too, and he just thinks it's so funny. It's it sad. Funny. You guys, it's sad. Well, the... I love that scene for that reason, how it starts. Is There's a scene in particular where he's yelling, my boy, and it pans over to, like, the crowd, and one of the dumb Gryffindors has Potter written across his forehead. Yeah. You know what, I'm ta- what scene I'm talking about? Yes. And that yes, just like exactly ah, beautiful, beautiful the scene. Yes, exactly. I was like, wow, I love this scene so very much. But anyways, yeah. Carmen, do you have a favorite 
Daniel, not a favorite Harry Potter movie, favorite Daniel Radcliffe movie. Yes, well, like I said, uh, very fond of his breakout role in Now You See Me Too, uh, but yes. also for his cameo as the dog walker in Trainwreck with Amy Schumer and Bill Hader. No. Oh. Did you see that, actually? Yeah, it's actually, I, I, I did enjoy seeing him. I was like, yes. oh, man, it's so, I'm so glad to see Harry Potter landed on his feet after that <laughs> big break. Yeah. Well, he does Got to get $110 million some how. He's done a lot. Of <laughs> I'm sure we'll get into it though. Yeah, I, I will don't have say... all his theater stuff because the mm-hmm. the website did mostly his movies, but I tried to add as much theater as I could on my own independent looking up of things. What were you saying, Carmen? I was just gonna say, so I I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan, but I can respect uh, what all of them have accomplished. I could also respect the franchise for what it is. Uh, I. I draw the line at people saying that it's better than Star Wars. I could have a, an intelligent conversation with you, but I can't. I can't just talk nonsense with you. Um, Here's but the thing: you can't have an intelligent conversation about that because you don't have enough information on both sides. No, 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 no. I'm not Hold saying on. you're wrong. I'm I, saying you don't know enough to make that decision. I for sure know enough about Star Wars. I'm not that, saying yes, that I know. Yes, I agree. You know enough. But you said, but you said both sides. No, no. But you said, you said both sides. I will. Okay, you're take... misunderstanding her sentence. <laughs> I will no, take no, 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 no. Hold on. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me qualify this. Let me, let me just go ahead and say this. I. Okay, hold on. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna back. I'm gonna throw cast out a fishing line. I'm gonna reel this in a little bit. Okay, this is me reeling. Uh. I enjoy Harry Potter for what it did and what uh, the universe that it created. Initially, my uh, reaction and thoughts of Harry Potter, which would have included Daniel Radcliffe to this point in time, was the first 30 minutes of the Sorcerer's Stone or the Philosopher's Stone, fun fact. Uh, I'm sure that's everyone knows that. Um, <laughs> yeah, you did it. But Got then I didn't... off my trivia. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't watch any other Harry Potter movie until I saw Deathly Hallows Part 1 and 2 in the theaters. So when I worked at Universal briefly, I went back and I rewatched all the movies. I appreciated it for what it did. I had the rare opportunity to look at it through a completely unobstructed lens. And when Tom Riddle was Voldemort, I was like, what the fuck? This is crazy. <laughs> Anyways, I digress. I'm not the best judge for Daniel Radcliffe, but I will say I respect the drip. <laughs> All I'm my argument is more. I just don't think it's fair for you to go off just the movies because they're not as good. <laughs> I am as almost the books. I, I am almost done with Chamber of Secrets, and so I feel like when I finish the movies, I have enough of a foot in both camps to make that. Decision. I agree. Yes. So thank you. I also, but when Michael and I first got together, he had only ever seen the movies and not read any books, and he since had listened to all the books. And after he finished listening to all the books, he was like. I don't know why you would ever watch those movies. Like they're so bad compared to these books. And I'm like, I know, but it's all I have. So it's what I get. The issue I'm getting into right now is that I do this. Audible has this fun feature called like, excuse me, sleep mode where you uh, can set a timer and put it by your bedside and like fall asleep to your book. That's nice. Yeah. It's incredible. But I'm like falling asleep before it's done reading so I'm missing things, <laughs> and then I have to figure out how far I have You're to go You're overshooting back. your timer. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, 10 minutes is good. And then I fall asleep, and then I eventually wake up, and it's off, and I go, oh, fuck. <laughs> what did I miss? <laughs> Who was Tom Riddle? Carmen, you just spoiled it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Voldemort! Like, He's Voldemort! I am Michael Lord Voldemort. used to get home and be like, yeah, sorry, I was sitting in the driveway for 30 minutes because <laughs> I wanted to finish the chapter. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They... I'm like, I'm not even mad about that. Like, Yes. Call me. I'll come sit out there with you. <laughs> Get some popcorn. Experiences together. 
All right. What did he do before Harry Potter? I'm glad you asked, Carmen. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Uh, did did Kelki say her favorite, or did you say your favorite? We oh, did, I didn't. Did, we did all three. No, I did. No, yeah, I I, I really enjoyed um, Prisoner of Azkaban for the similar reasons of you. It feels like the first time they got to like act. Yeah. Is like the first time they were like being actors, I guess, if that makes sense. The kids were yeah. obviously Maggie Smith was doing just fine. Yeah. But well, and they talk about it in the reunion about how, like, as kids, they had no idea that they were working with like the greatest actors, like, right. uh, on the earth. So, wait, never. Will Ferrell wasn't in any of the Harry Potter okay. movies. Right. Because <laughs> I said the greatest actors, not the dumbest ones. Oh. So, okay. anyone know his first <laughs> film debut? Or his uh, first, yeah, he uh, was his like first an orphan, wasn't writing. he? Something he was an orphan and something. David Copperfield. It is David Copperfield. Good job. Did you look that up? I was just on IMDb looking through <laughs> his movies. So his career started in 1999, making him 10 years old because he his birthday. We just found out he's a Leo, born in 1989. Um, and it was David Co- Copperfield, and it was on the BBC, and he played young Charles Dickens, or he played young David Copperfield. I could, I should say. Um, that's also where Christopher Columbus found him. Like, he mm-hmm. saw it on the BBC. I think they mentioned that in the reunion as well. Yeah. Christopher Columbus? What? Do you, what? That's the name of the, the director, director of the first, of the first two, two Harry films. Potter films. The you guy know, who discovered so America also, also yeah. directed Harry Potter? No, he was too busy being a terrible person. Yeah, but and, the director so, is also named Christopher Columbus. Yeah. Yeah, that is not an endorsement for the original Christopher Columbus. <laughs> Let the record show. As an Italian, I am not a staunch Christopher Columbus fan. Also, I would, I'm going to mention, I have like all, a lot of his stuff here, or pretty much all of it. Um, not all of them have notes. Some of them just be like, he was in this, and that's it. Yeah. So, just to clarify. All right. And then after that, his first film debut was 2001 in a movie called The Tailor of Panama. And it was a 19... 19- 96 spy novel based off a 1996 spy novel and it had moderate commercial success just like the harry potter franchise moderate (laughs) (laughs) which was his next project um where he was the first choice of both the director and the writer who we won't say her name um talk about cancel culture (laughs) if only um, yeah, she was in that more than I anticipated. No, but the, if you notice, they were all filmed in 2019. They did not have her back for that reunion. All the f- all of the interviews with her were They're previously yeah. filmed. Yeah, she didn't meet <laughs> with anybody. Did not have her back for that. No. And um, I was like, this is the vibe. <laughs> he was paid seven figures. I think he was paid $110,000, which seems small. But he was 10 years old. So or Hold 11. on, that's only six. that's only six figures. Was it over a million, or was it only $110,000 for the role? It says paid seven figures, so maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he was paid exactly $1 million. Um, And then his parents invested that money. They didn't take any of it. They invested it. So that's nice of them. Carmen, you'd like that. That's what you would do if you had a child actor. I love I'm very turned on by that. Um, We talked about this a little bit, but all three of them were hesitant to come back after the third movie, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it was rumored that he was not going to come back because he was going to be in a play called Equus, which we'll Equus. talk about later. Equus, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, because he was that had got picked up for Broadway because it was originally in in uh, the the England theater, but it got picked up for Broadway, so it was rumored that he was going to leave and do that. Um, so, but luckily he did. 
Which brings up my next question. If he did not come back, who would you have play Harry Potter in this hypothetical world? You can pick anyone you I want. I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> yeah. They said that he was the only choice. I can it's see Elijah Wood playing Harry Potter. <laughs> I know they get confused. Like They both have <laughs> talked in interviews about people like thinking they're each other. So, But... Um... Yeah, it's kind of one of those things where once someone, like, has made that character, you can't really, like... I try and remember because I was reading the books as they came out, and the movies came out a little bit after. So I had already read, I think, the first two books before the movie, the first movie came out. And so I try and think back. I'm like, what did I picture in my head? And I like, have no idea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's I, just so intertwined now with being Daniel Radcliffe. I would like a Tom Holland, maybe, of the Peter Parker in this world where we're making up rules. Maybe a yeah. Thomas Holland. Um, but that's all I got. Carmen, you got anybody? Uh, no. I was going to say something witty. I, nothing came out. <laughs> like Denzel Washington. <laughs> Young Denzel Washington. <laughs> nope. Current. Oh, okay. Anyway. <laughs> Current. Uh, Hi, I'm a, <laughs> what would they be? They'd be a junior in high school or is it, is it high school or college or is it elementary school? I really school don't know what. Years. It's middle school. It goes, they start when they're 11 and they're seven years of schooling so so there's middle school and high school together mm-hmm. kind of interesting Se- seventh grade through being a senior or sixth grade he had how old <laughs> i don't know also kelki did you say what your favorite daniel radcliffe movie was yes what was she it what it did you say the last two harry potter movies okay i what would that be but i how did old enjoy was... now you see me too i thought that was hilarious yes yes great movie Academy Award acclaim. Mm, yes, clearly. He had no interest in returning to any Harry Potter projects after the filming was done, even though J.K. hinted at some stuff about being like, oh, maybe we'll have a movie. Maybe there'll be more stuff. Um, yeah, he just wanted to not be a part of it anymore. Um, he said he knew people would only see him as Harry Potter, but wanted to try not to have that happen. And his parents didn't want him involved, so he only took a two-film contract at the time. And I think all the kids did the same thing pretty much at that point. So, yeah, they mentioned that a little bit in the documentary that they had to, like, yeah. wow, the, like, woo the parents a little bit. Yeah. So let's talk about his other projects. Like, in 2007, in his Equus. Equus? Equus. Which is a play. I believe it's pronounced Sabre. Do you, <laughs> so I don't know a lot about this. It's but, about a horse. Well, it says, okay, where he plays a lead role who's obsessed with horses and i said kelki i have questions if you know this yep um does he fuck the horse this is the one where he's naked carmen uh yes he fucks the horse on stage live in new york well i think like the whole thing is like this (laughs) guy is like obsessed with horses and it just like keeps escalating and it's um i definitely read it in college and i definitely don't super remember but i it's the implication is that he wants to have sex with a horse i don't remember and if it might be like a directorial choice whether or not they have that occur but on a night-to-night basis, if I was there, director, I'm saying, every like, night if, you'd fuck that. If horse. it's something that <laughs> they simulate like on stage, or if it's something that they insinuate happens off stage, so because that happens a lot with like sex scenes in live theater, they'll either kind of like they'll either just simulate it on stage, or they'll make make the audience understand that it has occurred off stage. They'll fade to like black. in Hamilton. Um. So yeah, I uh, I there are some promo shots. From that play like to see that. of Daniel Radcliffe, um, fully nude with a horse, that man's penis is uncircumcised. Well, he's British. 
If you search and it. And Jewish. You might have to go into Google and turn off your safe search. It's always off, honey. <laughs> I've been watching porn this whole time we've been recording. Um, yes, so it's uh, oh. it's there. It's not. Uh, it's not. A, it's not upsetting, in my opinion. I'm just I mean, gonna Google weird, Daniel Radcliffe penis. Who plays the horse? No, it's it's not a horse. Like it's not a person. <laughs> It's an actual horse. Also untrue. <laughs> well, okay, I'll I'll look this up in my own time. Why can't <laughs> I find? I see the pictures, but it's just it's cut off right at the penis. You're you're I'm you're, telling you, you're you, gonna have to go into your settings and turn off safe search. For a small fellow. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, so let's talk about some movie other stuff he's had. In 2006, he was in something called The Extras. In 2007, December Boys. In 2007 as well, my boy Jack. I don't have much to say about those because they weren't really mentioned in any of the websites I was at. But in 2010, he was in a play called How to Succeed in Business Without Even Trying, um, which I have heard of. And I think that yes. had a lot of Tony love. I don't know if it won yes. anything, but it was nominated by a lot of stuff. Um, he was, he, yeah, he, I think, was the star? Um because I know the role that he played was once played by Matthew Broderick, who is Simba in The Lion King. And I Will Die in This Hill, the worst part of the movie. But that's not for me to decide. Did you say Matthew Broderick was the worst part of The Lion King movie? I think he is completely outcast by the rest of the voice actors, yes. Interesting. Bold hmm. statement. Hmm. Yeah. He is the worst part. I'm sorry, he's opposite Jeremy Irons and James Earl Jones. And he doesn't hold up. And Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> yeah, yes. So, and um, Whoopi Goldberg. His first project after Harry Potter was a horror movie called The Woman in Black, where he plays. It doesn't sound like an, a cop, but it sounds like a cop. He says a, a man sent to deal with legal matters of a mysterious woman who has just died, and soon after that, he begins to experience strange events and hauntings from a ghost of a woman in black. I really want to see that, but I don't particularly care for scary movies, so I haven't like gotten up the nerve to watch it <laughs> yeah um then 2013 kills your darling where he played an american poet named alan gisberg i don't know that person 2013 both these films are called horns and what if i don't have a lot to say after that I remember horns coming out because the like promo pictures for it were weird <laughs> did he have horns yeah, that's very strange. Which film was it where he had, like, the two guns in his bathrobe? Do you know what I'm talking about? That was very recent. What's, like, the more recent ones that he's been in since We'll Warren's? get to it. We'll get to it. Okay. Um, I think I'll remember when I hear it. 2012 through 2013, A Young Doctor's Notebook and Other Stories. I'm assuming that's a TV series. 2015, Trainwreck, Carmen's favorite appearance of Dana Radcliffe. <laughs> BoJack Horseman, which is a great show. In 2015, something called The Game Changers. In 2015, Victor Frankenstein, a film written by Max Landis, who is a kind of a kooky dude. He wrote Chronicle, if you don't know who that is, who he is. Um, and, oh, maybe it's this one. In 2016, Swiss Army Man, where he played a talkative corpse. That's the only I heard that I was actually a really good movie. Yeah, keep that in mind. I have a question for you later. <laughs> um, where he played a talkative corpse. I don't know if that means zombie, um, but it could be. Let's see, after that, Now You See Me Too, which we talked about. A very self-aware role where he got to play a magic mm -hmm. boy. <laughs> um, 
Imperium in 2016, where you got to play an FBI agent. 2017, Lost in London. I don't know what that's about. 2017, National Theatre Live. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. That's the whole name of the project. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Yes, it's a very famous play. Oh, well, there you go. I knew Kelki would know. In 2017, he started something called The Jungle, where he played Yossi Geisenberg <laughs> in The Thriller. In 2012 through 2017, he had a role in Robot Chicken, which is uh, like an animated SNL, I guess, to some degree. <laughs> Beast of Burden in 2018. We're getting closer to the more recent stuff. A pilot, where he played a pilot smuggling drugs across borders, so he played Stefan. Yeah. <laughs> um, until Stefan intended- doesn't smuggle drugs. <laughs> no, not, for legal for, purposes, this is a joke. For, for legal matters, that's a joke. Yes, he got in twenty ten through twenty eighteen. He was in The Simpsons. He got to play in the Treehouse of Horrors, which is their Halloween special every year. Um, and I think at one point he got to play. Um, he was Edward Cullen, like the voice of Edward, in like a spoof of something they did, which is yeah. kind of full circle. In twenty nineteen, Play Mobile, the movie. That's the name of it. It's colon the movie. 2019 Guns of Akimbo, which I think is probably the guns thing. Yes. And that was in 2019. Carmen, do you know what picture I'm talking about? Yeah, I know exactly. He looks a little bit crazed. Yeah, and people no, thought maybe but I, he just lost his marbles. I was going to raise my hand, though. I finally just found the picture of Daniel Radcliffe's penis. <laughs> there you oh, go. Please share with the class. Commitment. <laughs> Commitment to the search. Oh, yeah, that's pretty up girthy. Mm-hmm. I've, you know, I've seen bigger in the mirror. I've seen beer in your mirror. It could be a grower, not a shower. You never know. (laughs) It's fair. Uh, What What are we talking about? I was I was really (laughs) tuned out this entire time. Well, we're almost done. I don't need to do it again. He he could listen to the podcast. (laughs) No, no, I'm learning a lot. I'm I'm learning through osmosis here. I'm listening to his his history and then Akimbo. It's the gun one where he looks crazed. Yeah, exactly. You're all caught up. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That one totally. And this is okay. In 2020, he played in a movie called Escape from Pretoria. It's based on a real prison escape by three young political prisoners in South Africa in, like, the 1970s. Um, there, I know that one because he was on Hot Ones, my favorite interview show, mm-hmm. and he that's what he was promoting at the time. In 2020, he was in The Unbreakable Kimmy, Kimmy Schmidt, Kimmy versus The Reverend, which is, like, an interactive Netflix show. You know how they're doing, like, interactive choose-your-own-adventure-style shows yes. there? Which I haven't watched any of those yet, but I'm, I'm very interested. I'm interested by that concept. Yeah, I haven't watched yeah. any yet either. Feels very video game. Yeah. And we have two more things. In 2019 through 2020, he was in Miracle Workers, which I guess is the TV show. And in 2022, which is the next project, he plays the villain in a movie called The Lost City, opposite Sandra Bullock and Chanting, Channing Tatum. It auto-corrected, oh, that's a good cast. Yeah. It auto-corrected to Channing Chance, which <laughs> I love. But no, he's playing the villain, and I'm intrigued to see him play a villain. So that, that hasn't come out yet? No, 2022. Which is okay, yesterday. Cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yesterday as of, or today as of yesterday. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's all that I have. I'm sure I missed some films. Like, I, I found that he was in more plays and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I had my timeline already done, so it was just, um, I was too lazy to, to fit them in. Excuse me, I keep having the hiccups. <laughs> There's one. Hiccup. Okay, so now that we've gone through his whole movie career and slash projects. Is there one that we've talked about that you haven't seen yet that you would like to see? Clearly I need to, to see this see penis one. Anything on stage, honestly. Um I'm trying to find he did a like a very small 
I think it was right before COVID hit. He was in like um, a very small ensemble cast on Broadway. I'm trying to find what it was called. It's going to drive me I crazy. vaguely remember what you're talking about. I think about. it's like six strangers. I don't know. I, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I'm going to find it. <laughs> I really want to see the one where he plays the prisoners, the the more recent one. Um, I just had it here. The Escape from Pretoria. Mm-hmm. I really want to see that one. That's the one that I piqued my interest. It came out in 2020. Sometimes I have a hard time watching old stuff because the quality is not as good as it is now. Not to say they're not greatly written and yada, 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 but I just have a chuckle. My attention span is not good enough to overlook bad sound quality I would, and stuff like that. I would see, I would see any... Any actor really nude. that has done, yeah, any actor new, <laughs> uh, it's it's just so crazy to think like, okay, I know that this is probably something that would piss off Daniel Radcliffe, but imagine you're in that ensemble, right? And you're like, oh my gosh, I'm literally acting with Harry Potter. All yeah. of that aside, but imagine like all the people, Jude Law does, uh, I think, uh, stage shows now too, and I think Hugh Jackman, like all of those guys, they've they've done some things. I, there are other people I'm obviously forgetting, but imagine being on stage with those people and thinking, wow, I could literally learn so much from this person. Okay. Uh, so, so the I one I was see. trying to remember was the lifespan of a fact is what it's called. And it was, um, I think it was like maybe five or six people in the whole cast. And one of my friends from college lives in New York and, um, she knew someone like she was very close to someone who was in the cast. And he said it was just like, um, incredible to work with Daniel Radcliffe like he was very gracious and kind and like he wrote every single person on opening night like a very personal letter being like this experience has been so wonderful I so appreciate all the work you've put in so I think that like says a lot about him but I think um I think maybe after um that first initial like oh my god it's Harry Potter because he's so professional and so talented I do think you would get past that and kind of like move into like the realm of whatever you're doing in he said he, he chose to be in that Equus project and to be naked, like, in 2007, in order to help people not always see him as Harry Potter. Like, right, and it also separates because, so like, drastic. it's not, like, an, a lot of ways Harry Potter is, like, a coming-of-age thing, and at the end it does get really dark and, like, a little more adult, but a lot of people just think of it as, like, a children's franchise. And yeah. so I think that choice, A, to go to stage is really bold because there's a lot of people that think if you're uh, a movie actor, you can't do stage acting because they are pretty different in a lot of ways. And then to do something so like heavy, like what the context of or contents of Equus is just like really intense and like very different. Like it would definitely like make a statement and the fact that he was successful, I think, um, I think it accomplished what he was trying to accomplish. Like, I think people will always see him and be like, that was Harry Potter, but they'll also know he has other abilities. So really quick, because we're coming up on almost an hour, um, let's talk about his accolades. In 2001, he was the voted Male Youth Discovery of the Year by the Hollywood Women's Press Club, Teen Choice Award Breakout Star in 2001, National Movie Awards Best Male Performance 2007, Broadway.com Audience Award Favorite Leading Actor in a Broadway Play, and Favorite Breakthrough Performance in 2010, Broadway.com Audience Award Favorite Actor in a Musical, Favorite Onstage Pair with John LaCroix. Um, I looked up who that was, but I don't remember off the top of my head. In 2011, Teen Choice Award Choice Movie Lip Lock shared with Emma Watson, which I don't understand. 
So he won choice movie lip lock, but they don't kiss. Mm-hmm. They do kiss. What? In the um, do you remember in the eighth movie when Ron is like fighting the Horcrux? Oh, like, in the yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. They, okay. So they they don't kiss, but they kiss. No, they kiss. Yeah, they kiss around mine. Yeah. Yes. Weren't they not, naked too when they kissed? Yes, it's very, it's very. And Emma strange. saw that girthy. Doll. I remember that scene. <laughs> okay. Yes. Um, you just blew yeah. my mind. I was like, wait, what? Okay, so they won <laughs> for that. 2011 People Choice Award Favorite Ensemble Movie, 2012 MTV Movie Award Best Cast, 2013 Empire Awards Empire Hero Award, um, 2016 Festival International de Cinema Fantastica <laughs> Best Actor Harry Potter Reunion. Oh, that's a, that's the last one, 2016. So he's won a, quite a bit of accolades. As a Harry hey, Potter, hey Gabe, hmm. I know that I know that you were you were in the in the consciousness of time, but can I jump back to a thing that you had put in the notes for this episode? Yes, I want to talk about a project that I would love to see Daniel Radcliffe do. I asked. I would oh, okay. love that was going to be the next question, so that's fine. <laughs> oh, sorry, I, I was I was going out of order. Then go ahead and ask the question. Um, <laughs> no, the question is: Is there something that if you can add Daniel Radcliffe to any existing franchise or any franchise or any movie, like re- you can replace somebody with Daniel Radcliffe, anything like that? What would you have him do and why? I would want to see a movie with a, a, a comedy action movie, kind of like that movie with The Rock and Kevin Hart, uh, where I think Kevin Hart's like in the CIA or something, and, and The Rock used to get bullied as a kid Who or something like that. I, I would want to see Daniel Radcliffe, The Rock, and <laughs> Will Ferrell in a comedy action movie. You had me. Yeah, and then you lost me. But Um, Will Ferrell is the villain. You uh, lost me even more. (laughs) It takes a lot of chops to be a villain. I don't think he has those. He was a villain in that one animated movie. Oh yes, that one animated movies. Yeah, that. Did you say Legoland? Critically, no. Megamind. Megamind Megamind is one of the greatest animated movies of all time, up there with Cars and Toy Story. Kelky, what about you? Um. I was cars and know, Toy Story. I'm I am certain that within our lifetime, probably within the next fifteen to twenty years, maybe even sooner, they will be remaking the Harry Potter franchise in some aspect. Personally, I would love to see it in a TV so uh, like a mini series. Like I think each they're doing season something, is a book. HBO really wants to, but they have not ever been able to like make it actually happen. But they have the rights to it, and that would be the ones that would pursue it, which would be great. They have good budgets they have the connections to people i i would love it if he was like an adult role in one of those i think a lot of people would hate that and i would love it so i don't really care a harry Um, potter universe where they went to like the different schools because hogwarts very much gives me public school vibes (laughs) so i feel like there are private wizarding schools out there that yeah that uh they could you invent. think that Malfoy would go to a public wizarding school? Well, because it's supposed to be the best one in England, but there are other ones in Europe and around the world. Yeah, like the the Triwizard Cup. Mm-hmm. They had other schools visit, and they did an ass shot in that movie. Yes, they did. <laughs> um, I think I'd like I would like to see like a buddy cop opposite Paul Rudd or something. Oh, that'd, <laughs> oh, be, that'd be good. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. Um, um, yeah, that's that's my choice. Okay. Hey, Carmen and Cookie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bet you didn't know this. It's time for some trivia. Woohoo! Let's see if I don't know it. Okay. Oh, let's do his. Oh, I have like other stuff first. He's very. Im- okay. This will end on trivia. He's very supportive in the LGBTQ plus community. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the quote here 
that he wrote after JK did his stuff, but we'll just put that in the story after this comes out, I think. I'll try to remember to do that. Yeah. Um, so if you want to read that, you can just go to Do Thoughts. He does a lot of work Instagram. with the Trevor, the Trevor Project, yep, right? I have that here. He won their Hero of the, Ward, Hero of the Year Award in 2011. Um, he supports abolishing the British monarch and replacing it with the Republic, in case you're wondering. <laughs> he had a mild n- neurological disorder um, that impairs his coordination, coordination and physical movement. And now that I know that, I get it. Like, cause I can see him, he's kind of twitchy. And so now that I know that, I'm like, oh, okay. And he likes rap music. Actually, hey, Carmen and Cookie, but you didn't know this is time for trivia. <laughs> All right, these are multiple choice. So, how many wands, how many wands did Daniel Radcliffe while filming Harry Potter? Is it A, A, T, Koki, I see you tapping. You better not be looking no, up this answer. No, I was looking up something else, but <laughs> okay. I, I am looking something up, but it's not this. Okay. How many wands did he break while filming the Harry Potter series? Is it A, 80, B, 68, C, 7, D, 3? D, 3, final answer. Koki? What was B? B was 7. No, no, C uh... was 7. B was 68. Oh, B was 68. Yeah, sorry. 80, 68, uh... 7, 3. B68. Okay, the correct answer is over 80 wants. Ugh. So that wasn't an option. Was so specific. Over okay, well, okay, calm down. Either way, you chose three. <laughs> so you think you would have chose <laughs> over 80? <laughs> if, 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 option. if option E was over 80, I would have for sure picked it. <laughs> yeah, if one was 80 and the last option was 80 again, then yeah, you would pick it probably. <laughs> All, right. All right. He how many days of work did Daniel Radcliffe miss while filming the Harry Potter films? A, 2, B, 15, C, 1, D, 7. 1. D, and 7. You like Ds. <laughs> Ds nuts. <laughs> I got him. Correct answer is 2. He missed 2 days of filming. Kelki, you were the closest. I was closer. You weren't. When he was younger, he wanted to be... A professional blank cricket player. I messed up this one. <laughs> it was supposed to be like, what did he want to be when he was younger? And so I tried to save it, but he wanted to be, what did we, okay, we'll ask anyways. What did he want to be when hey, he Hey, cricket player. It is cricket player. <laughs> the choices were going to be cricket player, actor, policeman, or zookeeper. I thought I picked good, like, believable options, but I ruined it by reading out. I copy and pasted the the answers, like the trivia, and then thought, oh, I'll just put the choices and I'll remember. I didn't remember. I would have guessed Zookeeper because that's adorable. I thought Zookeeper would be a a hot one. And it's D, so Carmen also would have picked it. No, I knew it was Cricket Player. I knew that. All right. What is Daniel Radcliffe's favorite food? Sushi, pizza, chips, chocolate frogs. Tacos. Not an option. Chips. Pizza. Nope. Nope. Sushi. Final answer. Final answer. Sushi. The answer is sushi. I put chips nice. to be like he's British. Somebody will take this why one. I, <laughs> I <laughs> was like, do you mean chips or do you mean crisps? <laughs> That's why I put chips. He also said he it. also shout out chocolate frogs, but that was I would have accepted both of those. You know, that's one thing I never got when I worked at Universal for a brief stint was a chocolate frog. Mm. They're solid. Like it is. You, really, mine was kind of hollow. 
they might be hollow now. I wouldn't be surprised if over the years they were like, it's cheaper to make so, them hollow. But at first, at one point, they were completely solid. Oh, I was trying to make a bit. I thought you were saying solid like they're good. And I was trying to be like, oh, no. mine was hollow. <laughs> no, they're solid so, chocolate. Um, and so my last one is Daniel Radcliffe has written some poems under a pen name. What is that pen name? Is it A, Jacob Grishin, B, Rupert Rickman, C, Joshua Ricks, or D, Jim Lawson? I will repeat. Jacob Christian, Rupert Rickman, Joshua Ricks, Jim Lawson. Jim Lawson. Ooh, D, again. <laughs> <laughs> um, the correct answer was Jacob Grishin. A. Ah. I was about to say, if it's Rupert Rickman, that's <laughs> I, actually, I was really happy with that one. <laughs> I was like, maybe they'll think he's being nostalgic. And that's been, hey, Carmen Kelke, bet you didn't know this. It's time for trivia. So, speaking of Alan Rickman, can I just tell you guys a funny story that happened the other the other day? Yeah. So, someone was talking about uh, a film score for a movie they loved, and they're like, "Yeah, anything that Hans Zimmer does is incredible." And I go, "Really? The bad guy from Die Hard?" And they're like, <laughs> "What?" Did you know? And I was like, I was just making a joke. Uh-oh. That's Hans Gruber. I'm clearly and this- oh, that's right. <laughs> It was one of my new employees was talking about the films, the the movie score for um, uh, Saving Private Ryan, and it's by Hans Zimmer. And I said, "Oh yeah, the bad guy from Die Hard. He does so such good work." He does a lot. Uh, of wow, noises. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, so that was just my funny Alan Rickman story. He does story. a lot of big drops. <sighs> <laughs> nice. Well, that's been our Daniel Radcliffe deep dive. <laughs> Wait, I have something to add. Added. This doesn't get discussed a lot, I think, because he's very private about it. But I think it's something that's worth recognizing. He, um, near the end of filming, like the sixth or seventh movies, um, developed like an alcohol problem because mm. yes, he was just like uh, struggling with like not being able to live a normal life. He also smoked a lot. Yeah, and he he was the one that was like, "I have a problem. I need help." And he went and sought help. And he was sober for two years and he had a small relapse. And then he's been sober for three or four years now since then. So I just think that's um, commendable and worth noting. I didn't add that because I didn't know if he was sober now. So that's why I didn't add it to this. But now that I know that you know. Great. Did you guys just hear all that? Yeah. You still hear it? Yep. That's weird. I wonder what's happening. I don't hear anything. If you're listening... I feel like it's, it's Gabe's fault if he can't hear it. What are we hearing? <laughs> There's like a lot of static coming from a microphone. Uh, yeah, that's Not anymore. Good. Okay. Sorry. Nope. It's good now. <laughs> uh, so, was there anything else that either of you guys wanted to add about Daniel Radcliffe? Um, what a, what a girthy penis he has. Here's a haiku. <laughs> I've written... Okay, I <laughs> no, I like him. I'm happy that he's gotten work out of Harry Potter because that would have been mm-hmm. easy to just be like... Oh, yeah, that, that's Harry Potter. But, no, that's awesome. Way to be naked, man. Yes, I, I, I commend him for his career and the work he does um, outside of it as well. Yes. So, if this is your first time listening to the Dude Thoughts podcast... Welcome. Uh, welcome. This is the first of, of us doing something new. And we're talking about uh, a lot of celebrity deep dives. And uh, if there is anything that you loved about this episode, hated about this episode, anything you would want more of in this episode, let us know at, uh, at Dude Thoughts Pod. Uh, it's something that we're 
we're trying to get the people what they want. And I was actually looking at uh, the, our stats from last year, and man, that Army Hammer episode and the John <laughs> Mulaney episode just still just keep getting so many views. Um, well, John Mulaney's baby was recently born, so it's probably popping back up again. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Time to go uh, back into the that's where John Mulaney deep dive. Hey, let's do it. I would be happy to not host that one. <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah, we loved we loved uh, getting to do this. I learned a lot about Daniel Radcliffe. Didn't know that he did a play about uh, a penis and a horse. Uh, and now I think I want to go watch this uh, Akimbo, Guns Akimbo, and then the uh, the one where the corpse, the corpse movie. I have to go watch yeah, those two. Swiss now. Army Man. Go give it a yes, watch. Yes, that's the one. So, yeah, thanks everybody for listening. We are still operating under the name Dude Thoughts Podcast, so go like and subscribe. Um, And you know what? If you got a dream. Go and chase it, and we will see you all in the next one.